0: Welcome back to Tales of Southwest Michigan's Past. I am your host, Michael Delaware, and today I have a special guest who's been the president of the Union City Society for Historical Preservation since 2016. She's been trained by the Cemetery Conservators of United Standards, which practices do-no-harm methods in repair and preservation of historic gravestones. In fact, she's repaired and cleaned over 2000 headstones so far, and she's very familiar with historic Riverside Cemetery in Union City. And I'm very excited to have Bobby Mathis on the show today. Thank you for uh, joining me today, Bobby. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, Bobby, could you tell me a little bit about yourself and how you came to be interested in historic preservation?
1: Sure. Um, I've been a genealogist at heart since little kid. So I've Mm -hmm. loved to do his, I've just loved history, family history in particular. And then I went through Ancestry.com. I got a subscription to newspapers.com, which is a fascinating um, resource if people haven't had it yet, but so I could look through old newspapers. And so I started stumbling across histories of union city and reading the old articles about that. And then I joined uh, a couple of Facebook pages uh, for Union City uh, members here. And so I started sharing a couple of those stories and I really got into the history. So I, I jog through um, Riverside Cemetery quite a bit. So I'm always looping through the, the cemetery. And so mm-hmm. I joined the, um, the Historical Society around that time and I would share what I was doing with them and they were really interested in the history that I had found. And um, one particular time I was running through Union City Cemetery, I um, noticed some some broken headstones and some recent vandalism that had occurred about 2017. And that got me, that's what got me into the preservation part of fixing the headstones because about 20 of them had been. And I knew something was different because as I'd run through the cemetery, I I noticed not just... Oh, that's, that's different. That's, that's something new. But uh, quite a few had been knocked over and, and, and flags had been picked up and thrown and just broken. And so Hmm. it moved me to kind of get into the restoration part and the and the uh, then researching the people that are buried there. And so that's kind of got what me go got me going through the whole, right, to get involved. And I just love history. So
0: Well, that's great. So, um, when was the Union City Society for Historic Preservation established and how large is your membership?
1: Um, It was established about 1987, I believe, by Dave and Dorothy Evert here in Union City. They were, Uh Dave Evert was the president of this versus the first president of the Historical Society, and his wife, Dorothy Evert, Spencer Evert, was a librarian here. And uh, the school librarian, and uh, they were both avid history history lovers, so right. they started it, and it's it's been growing through the years. And uh, we have about 122. We'd like to see a little bit more, you know, come to us. But right. for a small community, we always have a lot of volunteers that like to help with things, and we're trying to get some new exciting events in our in our society so that we can draw some some more interest and keep history alive and keep getting the young people involved and getting them wanting to learn more about history
0: that is oh so important yeah we have the same uh challenges with the battle creek regional history museum we've been having a lot of discussions about getting young people involved so that's great one is so today we're going to talk a little bit about riverside cemetery which you mentioned that you you visit it quite often uh, so when do you happen to know when that cemetery was originally established?
1: Yeah, so Union City itself didn't become Union City until 1866, and it used to be called Goodwinsville. And our first settlers came around here in the 18 1830s. And when I when I want to say that, uh, probably 1834 is when we saw our very very first pioneers here. Um, according to some sources, they say the first burial was 1838. But I've we found one that's 1837, and I, through digging and cleaning, I have found one that's 1834. So okay. I, I think about 1834 is when it was started being in use, and after that, um, yeah, 1830s, 1840s, you saw a little bit more, and then now we have six thousand plus. So
0: <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah, that's, I mean, I think that's the case with a lot of these old cemeteries. They will have an establishment date, but there will be burials that predate that. I found Mm -hmm. that with two or three of the ones up here in the Battle Creek area.
1: Our first official one is 1837, but I wonder what the guy, so 1834, I know, is the oldest official stone I can find.
0: Yeah, sometimes they would establish these cemeteries with the township. On cemeteries that were already a small family cemetery, so it's it's not uns, it's not surprising you might find something that's a little older than the establishment date. Um, that's
1: and the other unique thing about Riverside is that it's in two counties. <laughs> so oh really? Is it yes. Straddle
0: Branch and Calhoun? Yes. Okay.
1: So Calhoun Street is where Calhoun starts and then before that is branch and i read i saw, found some articles where residents were being kind of in an uproar, where they didn't want to be buried in calhoun they wanted to be buried in branch <laughs> county so they're fighting on which side of the cemetery they wanted to be buried on
0: oh isn't that funny yeah wow well, i guess it was pretty uh some kind of a rivalry between the two counties at that point huh must be so are there are some, uh, any history stories about interesting people buried there?
1: Oh, we, you know, through we have our typical things that people come to see. Um, and then I found a, quite a few more, but I think our fam- most famous one is, that gets the most interest is the meteor that we have. Um, it's a Goff family monument, and it's uh, it's a stone. There's a monument for the Goff family. Patricia Polacco is our local resident resident. Um, writer author Mm -hmm. here she's a children's book author and she wrote a book called meteor and uh, it's about this meteor that landed on her family farm homestead and her family now uses this meteor as their headstone in the cemetery so we get whenever i'm out there working i have to stop and people where the, where's the meteor and so i have to (laughs)
0: Oh. Point out where
1: it is, and
0: so, so is it an actual meteor, or was this something they created to mimic her book?
1: I think there's some artistic license, but Patricia swears that it is a meteor. Um, but wow. I, I don't. I think, yeah, there's some debate on whether that is really truly a meteor or not. But we like to call it our meteor anyway.
0: Yeah, we got to hang on to the story. It brings people yeah. to the cemetery. Yeah. Sure. And um, there's was, there was some other stories there, too, because there's yeah. several big, um, important local Union City people that were buried there. Yeah, the- uh,
1: we have General Acker, General George S. Acker, and he was okay. a Brigadier Breveted General in the Civil War. And he has um, a place there, and he was kind of uh, came back here later um, and settled, and his father ran the local hotel here. And so the Acker family was quite prevalent here. We have Sophia bingham Mosley, and she was the daughter of the missionary Hiram Bingham and his wife, and they went to Hawaii in 1820. And Sophia was the first Caucasian female born on the island of Oahu, Hawaii. And so we have the first Caucasian female that was born over there in Hawaii, and then her parents decided as missionaries that that wasn't a very good place to raise a, a daughter to get an education, and they sent her back to um, the United States to get her education. And she later became a teacher. And she lived here, and she married into our Mosley family, which is quite an established family. With Thomas Mosley, he found our he founded our first iron factory here. In fact, Mich- uh, Union City is known as having the first um, foundry with uh, using pig iron here,
0: and we oh, okay. have
1: remnants of that old foundry. Um, you know our DPW, and there's a historical marker here in town for that. And so, uh, yeah, so I'd like, and then we have a an abolitionist that's buried here, John Zimmerman. Okay. So he was the station master um, at the uh, for the Underground Railroad. They had a station too, and um, so he would take in slaves that would come. runaway slaves that would come from the south on their way through up through Canada and so he had quite a few that would stop in for rest and his place was a place of haven haven of rest for these people that were for the you know that were trying to get through to to reach freedom
0: and right and up here in Battle Creek we had a racist hussy that was a um a station master and I know that they routed them through Battle Creek into Marshall and on to Jackson and up to Detroit is one of the routes that went. You
1: know. Yeah, he we he didn't even have a tombstone until last year. The the society got some funding to get him a monument so that it was actually marked in the cemetery. You'd always go in there and look. Where's John Zimmerman? And so our society got a, a used some blacksmithing tools because he was a blacksmith here
0: uh-huh.
1: and uh, was a man of peace and didn't believe in violence. And when when Um, A gentleman came here after his uh, property. Uh, Zimmerman stood up to him and told him that this was a place that was safe and that he needed to go and kind of was a man of great wisdom and well read. And so um, a lot of people found, you know, safety through his his home. And the other interesting story about Zimmerman is that in about 2010, um, that house still stands, the Underground Railroad home still stands here in Union City. And that's kind of a, a, a visitor spot people like to go to. The people that were living there currently were doing some renovation and found bones upstairs in the attic. Oh no! (laughs) Um, And so they were like, "What is this? What the human remains were in the attic." And so um, obviously, uh, the police were notified, and uh, they took the bones and the remains to Michigan State University, and they found that these were four separate. There was not a skull or anything; just like a jawbone, just like different odds and end pieces of four different people that were aged in rage you know ranged in ages and so
0: wow um,
1: there was a kind of some speculation what were these slaves what were these bones doing in this house and so they were interred um, later when we got them back from DNA and you know analysis on it and we couldn't go much further than to find out that little bit of you know information from those bones but that was a big, Big interesting find here, especially associated with that that underground. So did they
0: determine that they were African Americans or were they, they just That's couldn't the
1: part, they couldn't determine they could do age. You could do right. age and sex, but not like race. Yeah. With a little bit more funding, probably, you know, that could be done, but didn't have the, you know, uh means or resources mm-hmm. to to Go that far with the story. So um, that's kind wow, that... where we're at. And so they have a monument there at Riverside Cemetery, the bones, the Zimmerman bones.
0: Wow, that is such an unusual story.
1: <laughs> it, it's very unusual. Um, yeah. So we have quite a few other ones here as well. Um, so we have, I, I was just doing some research and I found a gentleman here. Heart, Mr. Hartford and he knew Mr. Post from Battle Creek so I bought this oh, okay. book Post oh, okay. Texas, um, Post City, Texas Yeah. and so I found out that Mr. Hartford worked with CW Post for many years was his farm manager oh, and okay. ran, ran the farm estate for CW Post and I don't know if you're familiar with Post um, trying to make rain down there in Texas have you ever heard that story?
0: No I had not. So, I haven't done a whole lot of research into CW. I mean, I've done some of the local research, but not what he did in Texas.
1: So when he got to Texas, um, he wanted to start a little community there and and found that growing things was a little bit different in Texas than it was you know, in Michigan and Battle Creek. And so they had to do a lot of experimenting with what would work down there. And Mr. Hartford discovered that sorghum was a very... Uh, plentiful it could it, it could thrive down there and so he planted sorghum and cotton and mm-hmm. uh he also did some experimentation with the feeding of hogs and things and <laughs> found a good diet for them but anyway he tried he got he was a little team of 30 men who would set off explosives in because t- cw had always heard that at in the during the civil war like right after a battle um there would be rain that would occur not shortly after these different intervals of battle. And he said, there's got to be something to it. These old timers know that there was a rainstorm or whatever. So he got the idea of using <laughs> explosives and detonate, detonating explosives so that he could he could cause rain. And he did this from like 1910 to 1914. He was setting off explosives to, <laughs> to make it rain. Oh, and so my Hartford goodness. was part of that team to get them to see if just, they could get it to rain.
0: Wow. That's interesting.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, That couldn't have just been normal weather patterns. CW. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: Oh, Oh, there's clouds. Must be. We set, we, we caused that to happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Any great uh, ghost stories from that cemetery?
1: Um, I've had some of the workers tell me that they've seen some people down there. Like they've sensed things or felt things while they're down there. Yeah. Um, we have a, a ghost note. story at our victorian villa there's supposedly a ghost at our victorian villa. It's up caroline heard
0: and okay. she said
1: to haunt that place but um i've worked down there and you know you might get a sense of like you feel like you're being watched or something but nothing like awfully spooky i i would i mean i haven't been out there at late at night but i haven't heard too many different things just just the workers at work there some people swear i had two i did have two people tell me that one day during a funeral they saw a lady in white walking around in the back and that um two different two different people not not even together saw her at the same day the same time wow Around that time so whether she was a specter that wanted to you know, pay respects to someone that passed away, or not, or just kind of there. I don't know, but yeah. I I haven't felt anything too too ominous there. It's a friendly place, and I always feel pretty welcome. And I hope that they're appreciating what I'm doing.
0: <laughs> for yeah, <it>. exactly. <laughs> Any but, great murder mysteries from the Union City area?
1: Yes, we've had a few here, um, and in fact, we're going to have. We have a, a legend here called Dead Man's Hollow. Uh And for years and years, it's just been a kind of a mystery. And there's been theories that have been flung around. Like, what is this about? Oh, I heard somebody, it's a kind of a dip on park street. It's kind of a Valley Uh and you go down in there and it's kind of swampy down there and just all sorts of, Oh, somebody hung themselves down there. Or there was a doctor who killed his wife or whatever. Well, through research, um, my, our organization has found out um, the real story, the actual true story of what happened during Dead Man's Hollow. And there was a gentleman uh, here who he wasn't from here, he was from Grand Rapids. And he fell in love with a lady that was from Union City. And she went and she left and she went to Grand Rapids and worked. And then mm-hmm. he kind of got enamored with her. And she was a little older than him so she came back to Union City and he was a little obsessive about that and decided to follow her back here and it didn't end very well for either one of them he ended up um, he ended up murdering her here oh, and wow. uh, yeah at the it yeah and our and our dead man hollow tour gives all the details of it um and so um he ended up committing suicide in the in the dead man's hollow area so that is a true story that did end up leaving quite a legend and a mark here on the everybody was like well you know old timers they knew but that Mm -hmm. history started to fade away and like telephone stories started to change and morph and what what was the truth ended up being like lots of little rumors and innuendos and things but i feel like we've we've dug quite a bit on that and um through our tours, we educate people about what really happened. And I would like to get her a memorial because she has an unmarked grave as well. And so through maybe the funding of these tours, we can get her finally, finally a stone. He's buried there too, but he's in our potter's field and his family did not want to um, have that marked. They didn't want to claim his remains. So we would like to get, our fanny our fanny park's lathrop we would like to get her some some kind of memorial here so that she's remembered
0: oh well, that's nice that's that's a great story to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know in terms of to help you know honor her and not not honor him you know
1: right exactly but it's fascinating because the town i i do think the town is very very our town in general likes history and loves history and i think that when we have events like these we do a cemetery tour every September where we have about six different residents
0: reenacted
1: yep. and portrayed here in the in the cemetery I saw
0: that and I signed up for it this year so I plan to be there to try to film it yeah
1: <laughs> Yeah every year we pick about six hartford hartford's going to be on that tour this year Okay and uh, maybe sophie sophia being a Mosley might be on that tour and we have quite a few other interesting individuals here as well um jp palmer is our resident artist here and he draws a lot of interest with his paintings well he's passed away since then but so he's kind of our monet of union city
0: (laughs) oh okay great yeah so and that all is that all organized through the union city society for for historical preservation okay so
1: union city historical preservation we do uh different events Um, throughout the year. We have a, a, actually, if anyone's interested in learning about cemetery preservation and headstone cleaning, I have a workshop on June 11th. Okay. And uh, people can come and uh, watch and even do some hands-on work on how to properly clean headstones because there's a lot of, we, we, as a member of the cemetery conservators of United standards. That's the organization I was trained under. We believe in do no harm methods Uh and we want to honor. So with the permission of the cemetery, I work on the older side. We don't touch any of the newer headstones, obviously with respect to the families that still are, but for the older ones that have been kind of neglected or forgotten, that saves them and people learn how to clean them the correct way. We, we do all sorts of fixes and a lot of people have expressed interest in 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 reclaiming or preserving history because we're learning, we're losing quite a few of these headstones. I mean, over time and at least some
0: of them faded, you know, they didn't use the right materials and they, they, they all the numbers and letters have faded off. Do you ever replace with new stones, like some of the military?
1: Mm -hmm. I have, actually. um, We just had one here where we couldn't read it at all. And um, so through the government, Arlington National, I think it's the Veterans Association. I I pair up with the the American Legion here quite a lot. In fact, I've got a program called Adopt a Veteran. And people can adopt one. And we will clean it. And we will research the veteran. And... um, Give them, you know, some some credit for adopting and and preserving that veterans' history and legacy. But we, I had to write for one, and I got a tombstone replaced. We just had a rededication uh, ceremony with the Sons of the Union Veterans, the American Legion, the Women's Relief Corps. All were in attendance, and that was so moving to have those older. Older men, uh, older gentlemen who like to see history preserved through their civil war reenactments and women's relief. I mean, we had a really we have a really good support system here with with our veterans and the American Legion. And so Riley Lamb, he just got a, a new headstone here just a few years ago. I think it was just before COVID 2019. We had a ceremony for him. And they came out and it was all, it was just like having a funeral for him today. We had all the military, we had played taps. It was, there's a special ceremony you go through with the veterans to make sure that they're honored. And in true respects to the, how they, how they lived.
0: Yeah. About 20 years ago, they discovered that there was a medal of honor winner buried at Oak Hill Cemetery here in Battle Creek. And his grave was not marked with that, but the medal of honor society tracked it down And so they ended up putting a new stone and had a whole ceremony with full military honors when they did that. That was somewhere around the 90s or so. But uh, it's a fascinating. It's it's great that they're doing that and going back through and preserving some of the history.
1: Oh, for sure. And what I love to see is when we have these cemetery tours is I try to get high schoolers or younger people to do some of the reenactments. Um, and get family as much as obviously involved too. like a, fa- a family right. member wants to do that. But we've had some younger people come and, you know, we're restoring a couple of rooms right now in the Hammond House and getting getting the younger people. The the community high school has a cleanup day where they have the high schoolers come out. And so really trying to get them to see these the the value in history and re- and remembering it and honoring the individuals that made, you know, the uh-huh. town, what it is today.
0: So is the Hammond House one of the museums that's out in um, Union City? Yeah,
1: it's okay. it's open by appointment right now. Um, uh-huh. So if you call, there's we have a Facebook page, um, Union City Historical Society, and I have another Facebook page for our cemetery preservations that's called Saving Graves, and that's okay. on Union City uh, on Facebook page. So uh, if you call, there's a number there to call to make an appointment to see our, our museum, um, we're currently renovating the upstairs. So that's a fun new new thing that we're gonna try to get kind of it's a it's a we need to make the most, maximize the out of the space that we have because we just right. don't have quite a lot. And so that those are all events that we put on and the historical society is a nonprofit, which so that that's is
0: great. A great yeah. way
1: to do all that for our town.
0: So if they want to make a donation to your, the work, do they contact you through the, the Facebook pages yeah, or yeah. do you have a website?
1: Uh, we don't have a website. That would be an interesting thing, uh, next step to kind of get a website. There's one floating around, but I don't know who set that up. That was quite a few years ago. So I think it's, the links aren't, you know, up to date, but Facebook's the best place. Um, and then there's information. We're at 210 Charlotte street in uh, Union city and um, there's a phone number to call and make appointments. There's also on Facebook ways to become a member if they would like to. Um, and there's information on the upcoming Cemetery Workshop, the Cemetery Tour, and the Dead Man's Hollow Tour that we're gonna be having, which is our biggest, most popular event in recent.
0: That's done at night too, isn't it? That's a night yeah, tour? Yeah, there's, there's no. a
1: couple with the Dead Man's Hollow. There's actually a Twilight Tour for the the cemetery tour and that's uh-huh. that's very family friendly so we have a, an uh, afternoon one and an evening one and then the dead man's halloween is a little bit more graphic so we don't <laughs> we don't you know we kind of have to watch you know it because we do talk about you know some of the things that, that happened and it could be so it's a little age
0: like, restriction maybe <laughs> But
1: it's not too gory it's 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 true to history Uh, It's kind of a fun, spooky kind of flavor to it, but it's not super gory or anything like that. We try to respect the individuals that were that are involved, that were involved in the story and honor those.
0: Well, great. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun Uh, that people should actually take a. Mm -hmm. Uh, quite an interest in that and learn some history this summer and this this year
1: i've enjoyed your videos as well on on oak hill and i know dave eddie i work with dave eddie and he's asked me to actually maybe come up and get uh, get involved in the preservation efforts there as well so teaching them how to do some of the things that we do down here
0: yeah exactly yeah and uh we could talk more about that after the the episode here but um Definitely. Yeah. Dave, Eddie is a great friend of mine and we've been chatting about doing some other work at Oak Hill Cemetery together. So quite fabulous. Well, I'm, it was wonderful to have you on yes. today.
1: I, I, I would talk about it for hours. I could probably tell you about 15 other stories. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe for another time, because I keep, I, you know, the more you dig, the more you find out. And I just can't believe how many interesting people, in fact, any cemetery, if you dig hard enough, and you do enough research, you're gonna find some pretty amazing people. Everybody has a story, you know. Yep.
0: Yeah, I have I've learned that and I've done several cemeteries now where I go in completely blind and I just film a bunch of headstones and I put together I dig into research and I put a video together and people just love it because mm-hmm. they're learning so much about and sometimes they've driven by that cemetery for years and didn't know the stories behind it. So it's uh,
1: Oh, exactly. Yeah. You
0: know, I'm really I'm always excited to hear There are organizations like the Union City Society because they are really taking care to to preserve the history of those stories, you know. And
1: um, We have a lot of, we we love our volunteers. They're just amazing. And so community support, that's what draws everybody together is to get everybody kind of involved. And it's wonderful.
0: Yeah, that's great. All right. Well, uh, any last words here about uh, what? Anything about happening down there we should talk about? So
1: June 11th is the Cemetery Workshop. Okay. And I have an Eventbrite page if anybody wants to check that out and get tickets through Eventbrite. Um,
0: Send me the links to that when we get done here, and I'll put that in the description of this podcast so people can check it out.
1: Yep. And then September 17th is our Cemetery Tour, and then October 15th is our Dead Man Hollow Tour. So those are our three
0: big events that we're going to be – and are some of those annual events, like I know the Deadman's Hollow was done yep. last year.
1: Um, that probably will not become an annual event. Probably that will kind of, uh, you know, do that a couple times and then kind of segue into some other different events. But the cemetery tour is every year. Okay. And then the workshop is every year. So. Okay. Yeah. Making Deadman's Hollow a little bit more special by not.
0: Yeah, exactly. Our story, <laughs> not, not tell it every year. Tell yeah, it every three right. years or so. <laughs> There's so many
1: other stories I could tell. So
0: yeah, That's we'll, we'll definitely have to have you back on. Well, it's been a pleasure, Bobby. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed our chat today, and I definitely want to have you back on this my um, show here. Great. So, if you guys enjoyed today's episode on Tales of Southwest Michigan's Past, please be sure to subscribe and also take a minute to write a review about the podcast, that really helps me get the word out there for other people to find it when they're searching their Apple apps and that sort of thing. So until next time, when we take another adventure down into the history of Southwest Michigan. Thanks for listening.